This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 548 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Eco Gold. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Dr. Narrator Richards, a keen horsewoman and passionate scientist. First of all, Dr. Richards parlayed this passion into a doctorate degree in equine nutrition from University of New England. Then, in 2003, she founded Equalize Horse Nutrition Limited, which provides scientific and independent information to the horsemen and horsewomen worldwide through its online software, FeedXL.com. Today's tip is about appetite, your horses that is, maintaining it, fixing it, and why both are important. But first, a word from today's sponsor, EcoGold. EcoGold uses the latest developments in textile technology plus smart design to make the most advanced products on the market. For example, EcoGold's dressage, hunter, show jumping, and cross-country saddle pads are non-slip, 100% breathable, and hypoallergenic. They quickly evaporate moisture, reduce friction and pressure points, and absorb shock, yet still allow close contact. And why, you may ask? Because EcoGold doesn't have a one-type-fits-all mentality. Their textile engineering team looks at different issues affecting sport horses' comfort and performance and comes up with the best materials and design for each saddle pad. Improve your horse's comfort with Eco Gold saddle pads. Ask for Eco Gold saddle pads and protective boots by name at your local tax supplier or visit them online at ecogold.ca. Now, enjoy today's tip. And Dr. Narrator Richards is here to tell us about something horse nutrition related, I am quite sure. What have you got for us? Righty, well, today we are going to talk about keeping horses eating. So um, there's nothing more frustrating for a horse nutritionist than to put together a perfectly balanced diet and have a horse look at it and say, no, thank you very much, I don't feel like eating today. <laughs> you may as well just tip it all on the ground and start again. But, um, <laughs> it doesn't, thankfully, it doesn't happen all that often. Um, but if a horse does stop eating, it's, it's pretty important to figure out why he stopped eating pretty quickly um, and getting back onto feed as, as soon as you can. That's pretty essential for a horse, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you die yeah. if you don't eat. Yeah. And <laughs> so. sometimes in very short order. Yeah, yeah, well, um, I mean, yeah, in the short term, if they stop eating, then, you know, they're at high risk of, of colic because their gut empties out. Um, and then in the longer term, of course, if they don't eat for a very long time, then they're at risk of, of um, well, I guess, starving to death. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah. So the first thing to do um, when your horse stops eating is you've got to work out why it stopped eating. Um, and sometimes that's really obvious, you know, if your horse is, is injured um, and in pain or, you know, stressed from an accident or something like that, then it's pretty obvious usually why they've stopped eating. Um, but, but some things can be a little more subtle. So um, there's a list of things to go through. Um, oh, so I love lists. I'm ready. Okay, so if the horse has got a disease, um, 
and and things like gastric ulcers are an obvious one. So, you know, if he's got really bad gastric ulcers and, and um, has stopped eating, he may have stopped eating completely or he may have stopped eating partially. Um, if the horse is in pain, um, generally you know yourself, if you're, in, if you're in quite severe pain, then you don't generally feel like eating all that much. Um, one that we see a little bit in racehorses is a vitamin B1 deficiency. So B1 is needed to stimulate appetite and there's a whole raft of studies that have shown in all these different animal species, um, including humans, that if we get B1 deficient, we actually lose our appetite. Really? Uh, hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in horses, things that can cause B1 deficiency are some weeds like bracken fern and nardu, rock ferns, horsetails. Um, plants like that have an enzyme called thiaminase. Um, and it destroys vitamin B1, which is also called thiamine. So if they're eating those weeds, um, that they never like they become B1 deficient because they never actually get a chance to absorb B1 because it gets destroyed in their gut. Hmm. And if you're feeding, if you're feeding horse uncooked grains, um, so things like you know crushed corn or crushed barley um, or um, wheat that hasn't been cooked. They'll, a lot of that starch in those grains will end up in the hindgut because the horse can't digest it in the small intestine. And when it gets to the hindgut, the bacteria that like to ferment starch ferment it really rapidly. Um, and those bacteria also produce thiaminase. So you can have a B1 deficiency created when hindgut acidosis is present, which is what we see in racehorses. Oh, it's starting to come together now. Hmm. Okay. So uh, now the next one on the list is a mycotoxin poisoning. So if you get a hay or a chaff or grain that is contaminated with um, mould and that mould has produced a mycotoxin, one of the really early symptoms of mycotoxin poisoning is a loss of appetite. Huh. Didn't know that um, one either. Hmm. This now is there's, good stuff here. There's, there's just simply a case of the feed doesn't taste good. So if you try to feed your horse something like either a, a feed that doesn't taste good because it's gone off or it's mouldy um, or too salty. Um, your horse won't eat it, obviously. And some horses just don't like some ingredients. We, we find um, probably two ingredients that you, don't, you guys don't use a whole lot, but soybean meal and, and um, occasionally copper meal horses will just turn, they just don't like them. They just turn their noses up at them. And other horses will, you know, chew them down like they're the best thing ever. Um, but if your horse stops eating, it's possible that it's just because it doesn't like the taste of its food. Um, another common thing that I see, and again, this is particularly in racehorses, is over-supplemented diets. So owners that throw in a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a bit more of this and a bit more of that, and you eventually end up with a feed that just tastes disgusting because it's got so much stuff in it. Oh, yeah. Um, like just try grinding up a one-a-day vitamin sometime and put it, oh. sprinkle it on top of your cereal and see how it oh, tastes. <laughs> Filthy things, they taste disgusting. Um, so imagine having all of that added to your feed all the time. I'd probably stop eating as well. Yeah. Um, medications, if you're putting medication into your horse's feed, I know uh, my horses, if I put butte anywhere near their feed, they will not touch it. Yeah, no matter how radar. much they like their feed, they will not <laughs> touch it. Um, and I probably don't blame them. And the last one is just stress. If the horse is stressed by changing routine or, you know, he's away from home, um, missing his buddy, then quite often they just won't eat. Um, yeah. And you see, that, you see that a bit in competition horses. When they go away from home, they just decide that they're going to stop eating. Yeah. 
Um, so once you've identified the cause, and hopefully you can identify it, um, you then need to remove it or treat it. So, of course, in, in the case of disease and pain, work with your vet um, to work out what's causing or what the disease is or what's causing the pain and, and to treat it. And hopefully if that's what was causing the loss of appetite, your horse will start eating again. If it was a B1 deficiency um, that was being caused by weeds that contain thiamine of course, get them off the pasture or get the weed out of the pasture um, and supplement them with vitamin B1 to treat that deficiency. Or if it was being caused by high gut acidosis because you're pouring a whole lot of grain into these horse, um, change, either go to a high-fiber grain-free diet um, or change to a cooked feed. So... Um, so what do you, you mean know, by a cooked feed? Well, probably a little bit more common in Australia than they are in the US at the moment, but a, a cooked feed, um, like a steam, like if you were feeding whole barley, for example, you can boil your barley or um, you could use a steam flaked barley. Um, we have extruded feed. Oh, so, you, so like a, a whole grain, if you're feeding your horse whole oats, um, cook the oats and, okay, got it. Uh, oats is actually fine. Oats, for okay. some reason, um, the the, start, the structure of the starch in the oat grain is different to the structure of starch in the barley grain and the corn grain. Hmm. Um, so horses can actually, this is what I did my PhD on, but horses can actually digest the oats in starch quite easily. So you can feed, provided your horse chews them, you can feed whole oats um, or crushed oats without cooking oats, um, no problem at all. But hmm. once you start going to feeding barley and corn, um, or really any other cereal grain, so rice is in that category as well, they have to be cooked. And by cooked, I mean treated in some way that uses heat and water. Interesting. Well, there you go. Huh. So you can, they can be micronized or extruded or expanded or steam flaked, steam rolled, um, pelleted, um, all of those processes cooked grains. Um, so if you are feeding uncooked grains, then you should switch to a cooked grain to take that pressure off the hindgut and stop the bacteria from producing that thiaminase. Yeah, so you and really do have to pay attention to the, not just what you see, and you have to look behind the scenes a little bit because yeah, you, could, yeah, sure. you could be really, the horse went off his feed, but it could have been a process that started three or four weeks ago that finally, today, the horse has finally gone off his feed. It might not be something that just happened yesterday. Yep. Yep. Um, and yep. one of the things that I've, I see a lot, people dump the grain in the horse's feed bucket. This is one of my personal pet peeves. He doesn't eat it. Old Thunder normally eats his grain just fine. Pour it in there. Um, please, feed, please clean your feed buckets. Mm. Yep. <laughs> because yep. there are some horses, that, like, like, there's a mouse in the bottom of it. Well, you yep. don't notice. It's dark. It's you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, you dump the grain on top of the mouse. Yeah. Thunder is likely to not eat his grain. <laughs> I wouldn't eat my food if someone served it with the mouse either. <laughs> yeah. So um, um, pay attention to the Or there might be, um, if you keep your feed someplace where it's not really well sealed, the, um, there could be critters in there and it's been contaminated by the critters themselves or what the yep. critters leave behind. Yep. And he, maybe he eats his grain slower or he tries to sift it a whole lot more than he used to. Um, keep that in mind because mm. obviously the ramifications of rodents are, uh, that's a very long list which we won't go into. So don't, don't discount that things might just need to be cleaned out and, as my mom used to say, GI'd. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, sure. that, as usual, fascinating, interesting stuff. And some areas of 
appetite suppression I never knew about before. So I feel smarter. I'm going to have to get bigger headphones. <laughs> There's lots. Um, now, if it's mycotoxins, obviously try and, and um, isolate the source um, and you can have your feeds tested but um, generally if it's mycotoxin poisoning you'll have you know started a new bale of hay or a a, um, a new bag of feed so generally you should be able to isolate where it came from and if you can have it tested all the better otherwise just you know get rid of whatever the last feed was that came in before your horse lost his appetite um, and see if that helps with um, unpalatable feeds find a feed that your horse likes um, and if you're not sure which bit, like if you're mixing three or four things in the same bucket, what I say to people to do is do a couple of feeds where you actually put each component in a separate little feed bucket and your horse will soon tell you which part he doesn't like because that's the bit that he won't eat. Yeah. So, you know, if you've got four things and you separate them out and feed them all separately and he eats three and doesn't touch the fourth, don't feed that one. <laughs> Find Smart. something that he likes to replace yeah. it. Oh, yeah. um, that's a pretty easy way. Um, now, over-supplementing, our advice is just use FeedXL to adjust your horse's diet so that you're only, just, you know, you're meeting their requirements but you're not exceeding them and you're not over-supplementing them. Um, and, and that way too you also know things like salt, which will really quickly put a horse off their feed. You're only giving them as much salt as what they need um, in the diet. Um, medications is a simple one. Don't put it in their feed. Um, if if they won't eat it and you really need to get it into them, um, what I generally do is mix it up with applesauce or molasses and stick it in a big clean syringe and um, just put it straight in their mouth. But if you do that, do it after you've fed them because otherwise if you do it before, often they'll stop eating then as well. Just I think oh, Good point. Yeah, if you do they it before just, they feed, they're going to forget it. My whole uh, mouth tastes disgusting. It, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I worm my horses, they refuse to take any sort of treat from me after I've wormed them. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the same with medication. It's like they chuck a little tantrum going, no way, what you gave me last time tasted disgusting. I'm not tr- trusting you nope. anymore. Um, and if it's stress, you know, some horses won't eat unless their best buddy is right beside them. So if that's the case, stick their best buddy right beside them um, because, you know, having them eat is a priority. And for sick horses, um, there's a feed in Australia that I call horses chicken soup. It just tastes good. They love the stuff. It's kind of like a, a – like a, I call it a light feed. But, um, you know, if your horse is sick, just give it whatever it will eat. Um, because at that point in time, it's not really important what it eats. It's just important that it does eat. Um, So just find something. And, you know, if all it'll do is graze green grass, then let it graze green grass, unless, of course, it's a lemon in a horse and grazing green grass is going to do it more harm than good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's those stress lines for the lemon eating people again. Um, But, yeah, keep um, another really good tip is keep the diet simple. the simpler the better. So well, the more complicated it is, the more it can go wrong, I guess, eh? Yeah, and and the worse it can taste as well. And if and if you really get stuck for um, having your horse eat, then put some things in there that make it taste good. So bran is one. A lot of horses like the smell and the taste of bran. Um, you can use honey, molasses, applesauce. You can grate carrots or apples. Um, some horses love the taste of brewer's yeast. Um, mm-hmm. And and putting some. Um, alfalfa in it. I'm pretty sure you can get it, but we use a lot of chaff, which is just chopped up hay. You can buy that here. They don't call it chaff, but it comes packaged and it's sold as um, chopped forage for horses, specifically for horses. It's very handy stuff. You're right. So um, chopped alfalfa um, is often a good good thing to put in their feed too to help them um, eat up. One that I've had great success with is 
anise or licorice extract. Yep. I've had a lot yep. of horses that love that stuff, and there are a couple of horse treat brands um, that if you look at the small print on the back, that's what they're flavored with. The front of the package says apple because that's what people like. Right. But when you look the at the back, back says- of the package, what the horse tastes is anise. Yeah, yeah, and I know a lot of horses that love licorice, so mm-hmm. there must be yeah, something in that they do actually like them. The I, I think it's it, if you look at the herbal books, it is considered an appetite um, stimulant. the The flavor profile, I'm sure the herb is, but whatever. But the, the flavor profile is considered an appetite stimulant. Yeah. I guess just because you know horses love to eat it, but I've I've not come across a horse yet that turns his nose up at that flavor profile in the little treats. They love them. But they can't very well exist on treats. But that's just something to try sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, if you if you're really desperate and they'll eat treats, <laughs> you know, it's it's but, it's six calories in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> For a thousand pound horse. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, again, great stuff. Um, some really handy ideas in there, and some really smart ideas on what causes appetites to go away and um, how to help get them back. Um, so thank you once again, Dr. Richards, for stopping by. And uh, I have all sorts of clever th- taste profiles to try on my horse now. That's right. <laughs> and I want to know what, it, what his favorite food is. On the off chance someday in the future he gets sick and I need to feed him something he really, really likes, yeah. I'm going to find out what that is now. Yep, yep. No, it's a good idea. I mean, it is a good idea to have that sort of in the back of your mind because if they do get sick um, or, you know, in the case of mares that foal and they go off their feed sometimes, it's, it's, um, it is really handy to know what that feed is for your horse so you can go out and grab it. There we go. Thanks again, and we'll be seeing you next time. Pleasure. Thank you. I always feel smarter after I have a conversation with Dr. Richards. To listen to all of Dr. Richards' tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the Experts drop-down menu on the left. You can also go to FeedXL.com's newsletter section for more fantastic, free, unbiased information about equine nutrition. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 